we're going to talk about this morning. First, we talked about the first week of Advent. We talked about hope. Second week, we talked about peace. The third week, Pastor Jeff did an incredible job. I wasn't here, but he talked about joy. Joy. There's incredible joy. God can give you joy. Happiness is not joy. Joy is something inside of you that, that, that bubbles out that only God can put. It's the joy. It's that, it's that, um, uh, that knowing, that eternalness, knowing that you know that you know that, that God has you. And then today we're going to talk about love. We're going to start at Luke chapter 2, verse 1. You guys there? Say yes or no. And uh, I'm keeping an eye on the water. I think it's going to go all the way through my sermon. So, Lord, help us get lots of water in. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Cornelius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of God. Or David, sorry, the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And then if you turn to John chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray. Father, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glorify your name. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Glorify your name in all the earth. We praise and adore you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is a Christmas story, and every time I read it, I get new stuff, and I see new things. And so I want to just show you three things that I've seen out of here in a different way that I've never seen before. Point number one, you know me, I got to do a three points so, you, so everybody can follow. So if you're taking notes, point number one is this, taxes. What a great point that is, taxes. Why, why, why did I say taxes? Verse one says everybody had to be registered. Why did they have to be registered? Um, why did, did uh, Rome own Israel? Why did um, Attila the Hun own a lot of stuff? They took it. They, 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 they became the overseers. You know, I think this is amazing to me. How many of you think you own property and land? I've raised my hand. I think, but do you know really who owns it? Oh, come on. You guys are so quick. At that time, it didn't matter if they were living in a house or anything. Caesar owned it. He owned it. Why? How did he? What, what happened? Why was he so special? He got born and he owned it? What, what happened? Well, even further back, people, 
Do you realize that some people, they own rivers? And they own lake, they own water. Water that comes from the sky. They own it. Is that amazing? Do, do you know that people own water? Who, who here pays a water bill? Humans own it. Somebody owns it. He's getting money for it. Taxes. Bro, taxes. Everybody owes somebody. And I got to explain to you when it happened. It didn't happen in 400 B.C. It didn't happen uh, just in Rome in, in, uh, you know, in A.D., in 3 A.D. or 33 A.D. No, when taxes started was in the garden. It started in the garden where God created man and woman because he created them in his image. And he said, guys, everything's free. Do whatever you want. Go multiply and, and, and subdue the earth. But he said, this one tree you can't take because the moment you do, you will surely die. In fact, he didn't really, uh, it, it, it's made clear as you read the Bible, man had a deed to the earth and he gave it away when in the garden the serpent tempted Eve and Eve took of that fruit and then she gave to Adam and he took of it and they gave away their rights. And at that moment they were kicked out of the garden. There was a curse put on them and they had to um, toil the earth from that point forward. And sin entered the earth and there became this incredible fight for king of the hill. And whoever got to the top, it was his, and you had to pay him. And there became this incredible thing where you got to pay somebody. Bob Dylan said, you, he said, you got to serve somebody. It might be the devil, or it might be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. And I want you to know, every person has to pay taxes. From the moment that you are born, you owe somebody. You owe the anesthesiologist. No, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, you owe that. You, do you know for a Band-Aid, it's like 150 bucks? I mean, you, you owe the person that brought the food for you to eat. You owe people from the moment that you're born. There is this taxation that comes upon humanity because there was sin. And, and, and what happens is um, you, 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 have to, you have to pay and you have to offer to that person, even as a baby, the, the, you got to give it to them so you don't have it. You're a naked baby, right? You're like, wah, wah, wah. so who's paying for you? Mom and dad or the state of Arizona, or the state of uh, Tennessee, or wherever you're born. They're paying it. Then, after that, and you get old enough, you got to pay somebody. you got to pay them to live, to turn on the lights. Right? Am I right? There's a taxation. And what happened is, Caesar goes, Hey, I want, my, I want what I fought for and bled for. I want it back, so I want to tax the people, so here's what's going to happen. Everybody that is uh, born in different areas, they have to come to their area, they have to register so I know how to get the money out of their hide. You know what I'm saying? So Joseph 
has this lady, Mary, who he was betrothed to, but he, he, he did not ever have relations with her, and she was pregnant, and he was going to put her away, and he found out that it was, she was pregnant because she was a virgin, that God put the Son of God in her. So he's like, this is really cool, but he lived in a town called Nazareth, and it had about 300 people, and a taxation came around just as she's getting really big and pregnant. And they have to make this hundred-mile journey over to Bethlehem because it's the place of Joseph's birth. But hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it's said in the Bible that the Messiah, the Son of the living God, would be born in Bethlehem. And Bethlehem means house of bread. Now, when we were at Topeka, Mexico this week, there was a condominium that they put us in. I thought it was really cool. It's three rooms and three bathrooms. And I thought, boy, that's awesome. They said it was donated to the church. It was donated for the Huicho people because in that uh, tribe, they're all up in the mountains and a lot of babies and moms were dying. They were bleeding to death because they didn't have proper care. So they would come down to Topeak and there they would let them stay and have their babies. Um, because they had no room to be able to deliver the baby that they wanted to there. You see, all the world should be registered. There is a debt to be paid for being born. I know, isn't it weird? There's a debt to be paid for being born. Parents pay for hospital, food, care, clothes, shelter, Jesus' mom and dad were ordered by man, but led. And like I said, I get teared up when I say this. Okay, you think you don't have any control sometimes. Anybody ever feel that way? You feel these bad things that happen to you? You know, it's just like, why? Why me? Why does it happen to me? Here's, here's Mary, pregnant wanting to give her baby, you know, a, a good home there in Nazareth. And Caesar goes, nope, you got to, all you guys got to come and register. And so she, she gets over, she, she goes to Bethlehem because she's ordered to, not because she wants to. You might have ended up here today because you had to. You have to see these guys get baptized. But God leads you to the right place at the right time. Because they didn't know, they didn't even have control of it. It was already controlled hundreds of years ago that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And even though he started in Nazareth, he ended up being born in Bethlehem. And in fact, the, the scriptures state that he would be born in a, like a barn, a feeding trough. And he is born in a feeding trough. The, the bread of life, Jesus is born in a town which Bethlehem means house of bread. And it's all done because of the taxation. The taxation that was put on Mary and Joseph. You see in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Our great, 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 great bunch of great grandfather, Adam and Eve, they sinned. And now we've all sinned. 
We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Taxes are due. And taxes have come through Jesus Christ. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. I noticed about taxation, but the second thing I noticed was the time has come. So I'm, I'm thinking about this. The Weecho people up there, it's about seven hours, some of them, to walk to the edge of the river. And then it's 45 minutes to an hour to get uh, to the docking area. And then after you get to the docking area, this is something I did all, uh, at least two days. We did for two days. But then you get to the docking area, and it's another two, three, four hours, depending where you dock, uh, to drive into Topeka. And I can think of a lady up there about seven hours in, and they, they have kids now that are six years old that have been born there. So the, the, that house has been going for six years. But you can see her, you know, doing her thing, you know, putting the uh, logs on the fire and doing all that kind of stuff, cooking up the... By the way, when we, they had the best tortillas and stuff, man. They just, you know, cook it right there in the fish. She's doing her thing, and then all of a sudden she goes, we got to start walking. And they, she's like, I think the time is coming. And so they come down seven hours. They get on the boat. You know, one of their uh, uh, relatives gets in the boat. You know, he takes them. And they, they go through the boat for 45 minutes, uh, you know, by, um, you know, what do you call the thing, motor, motorized. But some of them didn't have motors, so I don't know how long it'll take. I've seen a lady with two kids rowing the thing. <laughs> She's rowing. But anyway, they get to the dock. Pastor uh, Waldo gets there. He says, hey, get in the car. They get in the car. They drive. And then she walks in there, and she goes, the time has come. And you hear some screaming and crying and blood and stuff going everywhere. And the time has come. Anybody ever experienced the time has come? The time has come. And the baby comes forward. Hey, I got some encouraging news for you today. The time has come. The time has come. You see, the time had come for the, to give birth, but God is perfect in his timing. Every day, since that day, the time has come. The time has come for Jesus to be Lord and Savior of our life. For people to be born again. It says in John chapter 3, that you must be born again. And in John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, God loves the world, and he gave his only begotten, his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The time has come. Joy to the world. The time. This is the time. I, I want to talk to you. Some of you are struggling. You're like, when is it going to be my time? When is it going to be... This is the time. The time has come. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that power, that gifting, you guys, all the time, today, uh, this weekend, and especially this week, we would pray and we'd be like, Lord, I pray the person would be healed. And immediately we would see healing and power. But it, if you're waiting on something, I want to encourage you today, stop waiting. The time has come. Begin to receive what God has for you. The time has come. The time has come.
to get out of darkness. The time has come for forgiveness. The time has come to be delivered of addiction. The time has come. Joy to the world. Amen. See, the time has come. Romans chapter 13, 11 says, Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from your sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. And here, let me say the final point this morning. And uh, yeah, we're doing good. Okay. And so we're, we're actually going to have water to baptize people in. Um, the time has come. Verse 6 tells us that the time has come. And the third part, it's, it's good. No, keep it going for a little bit. Okay. Number three is, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You guys, I went to the dictionary and everything, and to, to really smart people and stuff, and I looked up the whoever word. What, what does whoever mean? You know what it means? Whoever. That's what it means. It means whoever. Girl, boy. Um, red and yellow, black and white. It, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, old, young, whoever. Well, no, I've done all the... Whoever. Whoever believes on the name of the Lord. One of the girls or the ladies that followed Jesus around had demons cast out of her. She was a prostitute. People that were right next to Jesus that he had forgiven have been through all kinds of stuff. Jesus doesn't vote on how rich you are or how poor you are. He doesn't, there's no discrimination either way. It doesn't matter. It's for whoever. We've all been taxed. We've all been taxed. The time has come. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Says in the Bible, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, you will be saved. I've seen it all over the world, and I've seen it here. I've seen it uh, uh, in my home. I've seen God do great things. You know, all of us have situations. We have trials and things that come to us. But there is hope, there is peace, there's a joy that only God can give. And I don't know if I've given you the definition of love yet. But love has a three-word definition. Love is the desire to give. That's it, love. Desire to give. For God so loved the world that he gave. You see, whoever means Whoever. God so loved us so much, he sent his son. He sent his son to die in our place. Now, I, I think about this. So the Caesar made them, you know, uh, leave where they were comfortable and they had to go to Bethlehem. They go there. There's no place to stay. It says there's no room in the inn. So they go to the house of bread and instead of delivering Jesus 
inside of a house. They deliver him in the barn. And they deliver the bread of life. Jesus said this in John chapter 6. He said, I am the bread of life. They deliver the bread of life in a feeding trough. So they delivered Jesus in a feeding trough. From the moment he was born, he was destined to give himself for us. A lot of us go through things. On Friday morning, Pastor had driven us up, or he'd driven us up Thursday night, and his wife has been sick since 2020, lupus, and all kinds of stuff. She's white, just uh, as white as this paper, white, white, white. And, and she said, I want to go with you guys. I didn't get to go on, on the missions, but I want to go with these men. And she encouraged us all the way. She told us about how Jesus did miracles and all these things. And I'm thinking, man, you're going through all this. And she's telling about how good God is. And I forget, Jesus came to do this. This is what Jesus came to do. For God so loved the world that he gave, bam, Bam. He gave his only begotten son. Jesus gave of himself. And this, this lady, she was so awesome. She was, she was encouraging us. And on Friday morning, I'm sitting there. They had prayed. Uh, I, my mom went in uh, to the hospital. They had to call 911 on Wednesday while I was there up in the mountains. And uh, it was real dangerous. And pastor prayed. They called me, please pray. My mom's turned around. I was with her last night for two hours and we walked around the nurse's station and we high-fived and she's giving everybody a hard time. So I think she'll be out this week. But her, she'd had septa, septic in her blood, that kind of thing going on. It was just a, a bad infection. Something happened with my grandson, they prayed. And here I am on Friday and my grandson was better and my mom's better. And I'm looking and there's his wife. And I said, guys, let's just pray. We began to pray didn't you, did you see the color? Color coming back into her face. And she's just smiling. Because listen, you can't go over it, you can't go around it, you can't go under it, but you can go through it. You can have victory in Jesus. You can have victory in Him. There was no room in the inn, but Jesus was born in a manger. He died 30, 33 years later, crucified, to a, tree, to a cross. They, they put nails in his arms. This is the son of the living God. He gave everything. He lived like us. He was tempted in all ways. He didn't come like Adam, already a 30-year-old man. He came as a little baby and had to be taken care of by people. He had to go through stuff you have been through. That's why he did it. And he lived this life so that he could connect the human race back to Abba Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So this morning, I just want to do something with you before we take communion. For those that are uh, live on YouTube and Facebook, if you could get some bread and juice and get that ready, I try to always remind you. But before we do that, for those that are here, I want you to know this. It says in the Bible, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, you will be saved. And this morning, all it is, all we have to do, there's no like magic prayer or anything. You just 
tell Jesus that you love him. But I love to have people repeat this. And for those that are on uh, live on, online, I want you to, to follow us and everyone in the building. Let's, let's, let's pray this this morning. Pray this after me. Just say this. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you're raised from the dead and I will follow you all the days of my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you've done that uh, this morning, just let people know. Tell them and let them know. Follow him. And we have resources to help you. This morning, uh, after we uh, um, uh, do a transition, probably as they sing, I'm going to go back. But if you'd like to ever be baptized too, we're, we have a bapti baptistry here and we'll, we'll baptize you. But uh, these little things right here, the top of this comes off. What I want to do is I want to, observe Holy Communion uh, this morning. And when that part comes off, there's a wafer here. And this is a representation of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, he said on the night that he was betrayed, he broke bread and said, this is my body. This is a representation again of the bread put into the manger, into the feeding trough. In, in John chapter 6, he says, I am the bread that came down from heaven, that fed the Israelites, for 40 years, he says, I am the bread of life. Jesus is the reason that you're breathing, that you're alive. All we're doing is saying, thank you, Jesus, that you were broken so I could be whole. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are broken. You were broken so that we could be whole. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the bread of life. You are provision. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We thank you. We give you praise. Amen. Let's take that. Amen. Awesome. The second part comes off like this. You pull the tinfoil off. You got it? Okay. See a little issue. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get to it right away. Okay. So um, let's, let's uh, uh, pray over that, which is the representation of the Lord's blood, what he shed for us. He forgave us. Jesus came so that we could be forgiven. His blood flows through us. And this is the payment on the taxation right here. Jesus paid it all. Jesus, we thank you for forgiving us, for cleansing us. We give you praise. Be glorified, Jesus, in everything that we do and say. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take that. Praise God.